Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Hart, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and joined by the enlivened Alex Husting. We'd like to welcome our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or tuning in after the fact on Transistor.FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a lovely 75 and sunny this fine Wednesday morning, it's Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere buenos dias, good morgen, bon matinee, or a good old American good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are we doing today? Uh, doing pretty doing pretty good. Can you hear me good? I can hear you great. Uh, doing pretty good. You know, uh, talking about the weather, I think it felt great walking to class today. I wasn't sweating walking to class already, so or I guess walking here. So already great. Off to a good start. Alex? How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, except I slept through my first alarm, and then my second one was a lot louder, and it kind of scared me this morning. But other than that, doing pretty good. And oh, I got That's what the second alarm is for. That, that's true. That's true. That Actually, I think you start setting your first alarm earlier. I, I did. So you wake up to your second alarm as your original one. I mean, I, I don't know. Look, I, I tried, okay? But I agree with Davis. You know, it was not nearly as hot this morning as it's been the last few days. Of course, it'll get hot like two hours from now, but it was enjoyable i now look forward to winter when it's not you know 95 degrees on the haley concourse sweating every day but still doing pretty good well that is great to hear and at this point i would like to remind our audience that at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask a question drop a hot take or in the highly unlikely event that we get anything wrong correct us go ahead and call in at 334-844-WEGL that's 334-844-9345 you can also shoot us a tweet at cdiscau more likely to get to that one and our dedicated team of call screeners like davis today uh will handle your inquiry uh we'll get let's get on with the show i'm feeling pretty good today i'm feeling a lot better than i have in recent days i think i'm uh gotten over my little bit of allergy thing i've been dealing with so yeah. i feel completely recharged really really <laughs> happy to be able to breathe no more benadryls no more sweating through the night i think i think i think i'm over it so ready to get on with the show and enjoy the day how are you guys feeling about this hump day you guys making it happen in classes I mean, uh, today is probably going to end up being my busiest day of the week. We've got that uh, Weagle Sports meeting uh, later today and all my classes and whatnot. And Davis and I are restarting our movie podcast today, first time since May, which is pretty exciting. But I think today's going to be a good day. Awesome. So a big thing for a big day for all things WEGL as we have our inaugural sports meeting this afternoon. Um, and... We have Through the Lens coming back, which is one of WEGL's fine podcast, fine podcasted shows, and we'll be coming to the air, live on the air, later um, in the semester. So looking forward to that as well as the show gets broadcasted all over the world for everyone to hear. You're, you're, They're going to hear that. The aliens going to hear that. I don't, I don't like know a about million that. years. Your excellent takes about, uh, what are we, Indiana Jones? 
I guess that's we'll coming do. up. No, no, we'll, we'll, that is coming up. Right, we'll Jack's do. gonna be on that, we'll and I'm gonna Indiana yell Jones. at him for his bad. We'll take. do. We'll do Indiana Jones today. We're doing uh, the Suicide Squad movies. Okay. One, one, and spoiler: one is good, one is not so good. You have to find out to figure out which ones we're talking about. But still, that's yeah. respectable. But yeah, very nice. All right, so quick COVID nineteen update Ooh. for you. Um, as you may know, if you've been listening to the show or just been around in the past week, the Pfizer vaccine has been approved by the FDA. So big news there. Let's continue the good news headlines, hopefully. Um, but just want to go ahead and read out the official statement from the university for all that may be curious about the current policy with COVID-19. Uh, Auburn students are being reminded of the university's latest COVID-19 protocol, specifically involving testing positive or being exposed to the virus. Any student, faculty, or staff member who tests positive for COVID-19 is required to submit an online self-report form. Students who have been exposed to someone with COVID-19 should also submit a self-report form. This step is very important in helping Auburn monitor any emerging trends. So once you sub sub submit a self-report form, they receive an automated email from the COVID-19 Resource Center providing detailed instructions on what to do. So basically, how you communicate with the university about your COVID-19 situation is through these self-report forms. And you can access that through the COVID-19 Resource Center on AU Access if you're a student, or I think it's on your This Week at AU email that you got uh, Monday. So be sure to check that out. And Davis, I believe he told me that that is actually how you get your class excuses is by self-reporting your COVID-19 exposure. If you have a class that you can't miss. Yeah. And also another thing about that, uh, if you're vaccinated and you do it, it's still going to send you an email saying it's a quarantine for like the next week. But if you're vaccinated, you test negative during that time. You don't have to, you don't have to quarantine the whole time. Mm -hmm. I learned that from the COVID resource center the other day. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, I like the football program, like uh, at least in the NFL's thing, like they're doing, like if you are, vaccinated you just need two negative tests within 24 hours and you're good there so it's kind of there. You see what alex is trying to do there no i'm not trying i'm, I'm trying to transition to nfl already I, I, I wasn't i was just trying to show the point that everybody seems to have a general i guess i don't know what the word is but like you know consensus like protocol yes, yes exactly that that's that's what i was going for that's just the, that was the only reason i don't okay, care alex i can i can wait a few weeks till the nfl starts what all right. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, everybody continue to be safe about COVID. Uh, we have a good friend who was double vaccinated and still contracted the virus. So it is still out there. It is still a possibility. So continue to wear your mask, be safe, follow the university. Um, they have a dedicated team of people that know what they're talking about. So just, you know, I don't like using my brain more than I have to. So defer to what defer to what the experts think. Um, so continue to be diligent in that. Um, any updates on Tiger Dining, Alex? Have you had any more adventures um, at the Edge? Um, I will be having one later for dinner. Um, I did not get to go yesterday, but, I mean, it's difficult to say, like, because I had a couple friends who went recently, and yesterday was Fiesta Day, actually. Okay, um, awesome. Which, food seemed really good, but I don't, I don't know. Part, part of it seems like they are a bit short-staffed, which, again, is not anything that uh, they can do about that, but, I mean, you know. I think I think it'll all work itself out in the end. And again, it is still a very nice place with nine stations for food. Like, if normally it's going to have something for everybody there, which is a major prop because I think when you went to Foy, they had stuff for some people. But I mean, Foy's vegetarian section was get your fried chicken, fried chicken with your mashed potatoes and your green beans, and that was that. And or like your collard greens, something like that. So I think the fact that that is a lot more is what makes it very, you know, important. 
especially being in the middle of campus. So I think it's pretty good so far, but we'll see. Awesome. So uh, just a quick update on events going on around campus. If you were on the green space yesterday afternoon, you might have seen WEGL out at Give Back on the Green, which was all your service organizations. That's Alternative Student Breaks, Auburn Dance Marathon, BBM Food Drive, Impact, and Big Event. They were all out there. Weagle was out there. Kona Ice was out there. It was a good time. So be sure to stay on top of the campus calendar. You can go over to Student Involvement and check out everything that's going on because you don't want to miss fun events like this one. We had a good time over at Give Back on the Green. Me and Luke were out on the green space spinning, spinning tracks or hitting shuffle on Spotify. I guess it's not, not as glamorous now, the DJ business, but it was a lot of fun uh, hanging out with the service organizations. So if you don't want to miss other events, we have three coming up today. You are not going to want to miss, if you feel so inclined, the College of Science and Mathematics, that is your COSAM here at Auburn, is hosting an open house tonight, August 25th, to celebrate the start of the 2021 semester. College of Science and Mathematics is hosting an open house for students, faculty, and staff from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, they'll be able to meet academic advisors and what have you. They will... You can meet in the grassy quad area by the Science Center Classroom Building, which is over by Parker Hall and the Quad, or the Science Center Laboratory Building. Uh, there's going to be snacks, and apparently Wild Animal Safari is bringing some exotic animals to the event as well. Whoa. Do you have to be in Cosam to go? Technically, it's an open house. So yeah, I mean, I want to go see some crazy. I'm animals. pretty excited about. It's snacks. like it's like pretending that you're rushing when you go to a frat party. Like you're just like, oh yeah, I'm interested in Coast Sam, and they don't they don't know. Oh, rushing! What did you think I I'm said? Rush? I was like, why would you pretend to be rushing? I, 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 frat I am here for Pi Kappa. <laughs> what the world? I was like, Alex has obviously never been to a frat party. Because <laughs> you have to be rushing to get in. Um, evidently not. But I mean, I'm sure technically you could just say, yeah, I'm totally interested in Coast Sam, and just you know take all the pamphlets just to see the wild animals, and then leave. You know, seems like good work. Hey, what if I um, want to see a uh, iguana? Uh, I, Davis, the point is going to see what they have, not s- not making sure they have an iguana before going in. On top of that, you can also <laughs> visit the sustainability. If, if you want to just go on a wild tour of uh, things you're not involved in, you could also head over to the sustainability picnic today. Um, all students are invited to the sustainability picnic this afternoon for free food fun and door prizes, as well as music. Learn about sustainability at Auburn and connect with student groups and programs, all to help make a difference. Attendees can visit the with the local farmers that provide food for campus, in addition to representation from the sponsors, Office of Sustainability, Tiger Dining, the Arboretum, the Waste Reduction and Recycling Department, the Academic Sustainability Programs, and the Natural Resource Management Major. So, no waste event, local food, Wednesday, August 25th. That's today, 4.30 at the south end of the Davis Arboretum near the old rotation. Uh, we Davis and I talked to this uh, event over at Get Wrecked last week, and it seems like it's going to be a great time. So yeah. if you're not doing anything at 4.30 this afternoon, head on over to the Arboretum for the sustainability picnic. I think I went to a similar one my freshman year, hosted by the same place. It was actually really cool. So I recommend anybody giving it a shot, especially if you don't know what that place is, the Davis Arboretum. It's a really cool place uh, back by the hills. So I really would recommend anybody who's interested in that and hasn't been there. Give it a shot. Alex, does free food still work on you to get you to events? Yes. yes. Jack, does it work on you? Eh, not, Look, not really. Davis, not, let me, not let, me let me be clear. Freshman year, 
I know. Uh, you, yeah, I remember. I was. You went to everything we, under the sun. We, by by the end of week two, Rancher. myself and my roommate each had about six free Auburn T-shirts. Some related to uh, what what we did, and other ones just completely random. We got two frisbees. We got like fifteen free cups, including three Kona Ice cups. I mean, come on. Do you still have them all? Yes. You have all of the stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, we we have all the we have all the uh, free ones they gave us for the watch party for the Auburn Oregon game. We went. What to. I'm hearing is that Alex is a sucker. No, it's not like it's all you cheap have to do free is stuff just that is give broke. stuff out to get Alex. I think anything. I think if I said no, Davis, I didn't have any of the free stuff because it all broke within six months. Then yes, but the fact that it all still functions seems like a win. Whatever. What? Also, um, uh, something that's happening tomorrow night on the green space is that they're showing uh Fast Nine out on the green space at like seven o'clock, I think. So uh. That movie, which I I was too cheap to go see it in theaters, especially because I don't think it's going to be very good. So but, you're going to you know. see it on the green space for free? Yeah. They go to, they go to space, don't uh, they? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. But also, like, like John Cena's Dom's brother. Very exciting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, no, but that's an event happening. So. Many exciting goings on at campus, including one last announcement. The part-time job fair is going to be today, August 25th. Students looking to earn some extra cash or gain some work experience are encouraged to attend the virtual part-time job fair. Both on-campus and off-campus are uh, opportunities are available. You can uh, go online. You can access all this through your This Week at AU email. You got through your Auburn email. You can uh, schedule your time slot, um, connect to Career Fair Plus, create an account, and then review the employer list and kind of set up whatever you're interested in, whether that be an off-campus or an on-campus job. Um, and before the event, there are some resources, including having your resume reviewed and watching a video to prepare you for what to expect. So part-time jobs on campus and off campus of opportunities are available. Check that out if you are so inclined looking for a little bit of employment this semester. But that is about all for campus goings on uh, right now for this week and this exciting Wednesday. There's a lot going on. Uh, on this Wednesday. So we're excited to bring you all that news, but we are going to head to a quick break. On the other side of this break, might talk a little Spider-Man. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think that could be a little bit interesting considering the two guys I have in the booth with me. So when we get back, we may talk a little bit of movies, a little bit of entertainment, and a little bit of what's going on in the world as we get excited for December and what this next wave of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to bring. We'll be right back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Hello and welcome back to Compact Discourse. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex Houston and Davis Carroll sitting here in the WEGL studios in the Melton Student Center. We are continuing our discussion about campus lifestyle. We talked a little bit about events going on this week, and we talked a little bit about Auburn's COVID-19 protocols, but we're going to move on to a little bit of entertainment news, as I think we are all very excited about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Is that right? Is that the yes, name of the movie? Is. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, great. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home 
trailer that just was leaked and then dropped? Yes. yes. Okay. You, was that a response to the leak? Um, I think so, they were planning on doing it anyway. Yeah, because people are pointing to this, uh, the date of August 23rd being mentioned in the show WandaVision, which of course could be, could be you know, buying in way too much, but it seems like it was the plan anyway, because even when they leaked it, they didn't, you know, release it the next morning. They waited a full 24 hours, which, so that seems like it was more of a already planned but like even did you see the leak it was like a recording of a phone on a tv recorded by another phone it was like a fresno nightcrawler situation yes it's just a guy walking with the water not exactly what i, I have no idea what that means but i'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay it's a it's a pretty good reference um I, i'm sure it is so um for those of you who don't know including me what's the hustle with this film well, so the entire idea, at least the selling point, is this that is a, this is a sequel to Spider-Man Goes to Europe. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. That is but yes, that is the exact yes. title. It, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, right. and okay, this is yeah. No Way Home because they all have home. Which, in it, which, the, and part of that is because you have to create something to identify this trilogy, considering there are eight Spider-Man movies in the last twenty years. So that's Don't why. Forget they, about the the Japanese TV show back in the day I, where you used to have a mecha. I. Or like a, a mech suit, not a mech. Okay, Davis. Yeah, because it'd be like mecha Spider-Man, like mecha Godzilla, same thing. Anyway. Um, whatever, Alex. You just keep going. But away. that was essentially the idea, which is why they tried to give it its own sort of identifying factor rather than changing the name three times, which makes sense to me. But the big selling point is that this is going to be the start of the multiverse, essentially. Doctor Strange will play a big role in this movie, and then he'll be having his own Doctor Strange multiverse of madness movie soon following it. But, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. There's a couple things I have where I'm a little nervous about the movie. But other than that, what? What are you nervous about? Well. Are you, you think they're going to, like, f- fly off the rails? Well, for well, not necessarily because I think that's one of the one of the things that's great about the multiverse is people flying off the rails, if that's what's going to happen. Like, you know, seeing all these characters in one movie, that's what the appeal of it in any sort of comic book or TV show or whatever. But, I mean, for one, like... Maybe maybe this is a bit too nitpicky, but Doctor Strange does not seem like the character that would just be like, oh, Peter, sure, I'll do with this thing that could obviously mess with, you know, time itself. Like, he seems like the guy who's like, actually, this is a bad idea. But he's like, I'll totally do it. And then it all goes horribly wrong, as indicated in the trailer, which seems odd to me. So they might have that planned out. That, but I think if they don't stick the landing on this multiverse, this is their jumping the shark. I mean, I yeah, I think this I think is this is the big thing. This is the most pivotal time for the MCU that we've seen since the beginning of it, because you know Chris Evans is gone, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is gone, Chris Hemsworth is nearing gone at this point. Not to mention his character is has no momentum fo- following Endgame. So he's gonna be in the new. No, party. I mean that's true, but I mean he was one of the things that most people disliked from that movie. Is what I mean. Like there's, he's not he doesn't have the staying power. But he that was he so had. goofy and fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like, and then you know the tragic uh, death of Chadwick Boseman. He was supposed to be one of the main characters of the next series, and then you know who you have left is you've got Spider-Man. I would say you've got Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel are supposed to be kind of the next three, which I think that's sort of a difficult thing. Where Spider-Man, the character's been done before, and Captain Marvel was a movie that was panned by a number of people, and then Doctor Strange is kind of that guy who I think. Coming out of Infinity War was one of the guys that people really liked. Like when I saw my friends, everybody said, wow, that was really cool. His fight with Thanos on the planet or whatever. So this is a really critical time for them to try and expand and, you know, do things that haven't been done before and really sort of reestablish why it's the MCU and why every movie makes a billion. But if they, that, you're right, Davis, if they don't stick the landing, 
they'll be in trouble because once you open the multiverse, you can't just, you know, erase it. Like, it's not like it's not like a flashpoint type thing where all it takes going back in time and you're good again. Like, it's not... They, they could do that. But, it, but, but, e- but even... even I, I mean, even then, I think that's a difficult thing to do if the reason for doing it is because you mess up because then the fans won't buy into it nearly as much. You know, if you just course correct... Like, what DC's doing with, oh, flashpoint because we don't like Ben Affleck anymore. Like, that's... People are not buying in because that's the reason they're doing it. So... On to the trailer, which we have not talked about yet. So, hey, sorry. You asked a question. All right, all right, hold on. Before you get to the trailer, yeah. if I recall correctly, the movie, the 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 middle movie, the one where he goes to Far Europe, from home. Where he's in London. Yes. It ends, and then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal comes on London Times Square. It's in New- Times Square. New like York. Like actual Times Square. He's back in New York. Yeah, he goes okay. back to New York. Okay, so point. Jake Gyllenhaal comes on the Times Square big board, the Coca-Cola sign. Yes. And it reveals Peter Parker's identity. Yes. And that's how the movie ends. Yes. Yes. And that's how the trailer starts. Yeah, it's supposed to basically pick up from there. Okay. So I imagine we'll just do like a quick recap and then jump a few months just because, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought he was saying that we were going to do that. No, no, He's no, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean the movie. Like, I'm sure we're going to drop right into that exact moment, then they're going to be like, oh, three months later, something like that, just because that's the way it normally goes. But the trailer, have you seen it, Jack? I haven't seen Would it. Would you like a little quick quick rundown? Why don't you run through it, and I'll, I'll try to keep up. So it starts out, he's dating Mary Jane. They're having some good times. That's Zendaya, right? Yes. yes. Awesome. And uh, then he, after he gets his uh, identity revealed, it kind of shows the fallout from that, how he's going to school and everybody's looking at him and stuff. And then he goes to Doctor Strange and he asks, can you fix this for me so nobody knows? And he's doing it. Doctor Strange does it for him, which out, which is kind of out of character. Even yeah. his, like, side, but Wong, not his, he's not really a sidekick. His, his friend Wong is... Yeah. Uh, Hesitant. Yeah, he doesn't want him to do it. And then he leaves, so he does it anyway. And then he messes it up somehow, which doesn't seem like Doctor Strange either. Exactly. But and that just opens the multiverse. Everything goes wrong, and then you see like fight scenes. You see a lot of uh, yellow electricity, so most likely electro and some sand in and that some, quick shot. Maybe sand. It could also be just dust. True. True. I would true. love for it to be sand, especially if it's the same Sandman from Spider-Man Three. Yeah, the Sandman that's not evil. Think about how is he going to be part of the Sinister Six when he's literally not evil? Well, I mean, how is Doc Ock going to be part of it if he had a character arc that ended in the second movie? Well, that's technically that's not the same one because he died in the second movie. True, true. We'll see what happens though. But anyway, but you see sand, you see electric electricity, and then in one scene you see the Green Goblin bomb roll in, and you hear a laugh under it. Which I mean, like it is Willem Dafoe's laugh, and it, it is also the bomb from the first movie. That's yeah. important to mention because there was a Green Goblin, the one that in absolutely the amazing vaporizes Spider-Man. people. Yeah, he's crazy, and it was exact. It was like ripped straight from the first movie, not like the Green Goblin in the Amazing Spider-Man series. If you ever watch them, Jack. Just know that Willem Dafoe has the best one-liners, the best quotes from any of the Spider-Man movies. He, okay. he's I like Willem Finish Willem the line! <laughs> from evil! I like that Willem one. Dafoe, <laughs> yes, so. yes! That one was good. Yeah, no, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. And he's coming back. And then right after that, you see an arm, like a mechanical octopus arm, reach yes. out. And then it cuts into a de-aged Alfred Molina playing uh, Otto Octavius. And he says, hello, Peter. And Which, then... It's is very exciting because he is my favorite character from the original uh, Tobey Maguire trilogy. Him and Willem Dafoe probably my two favorites. And um, another and he, point. You also saw the lizard, maybe. That's true, possibly. I will say one thing. So Willem he, Dafoe is not confirmed. He, he's in it. 
But you heard his laugh. That, I mean, that's but, literally his laugh. That's true. But they showed off Alfred Molina. Why wouldn't they show? It's just you know you don't because know. You can't you can't show you can't show your cards I, I, in I'm one ju- hand. I'm just I'm just saying. They, like they haven't they haven't confirmed Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. But I feel true. like it's pretty much so that that's or true. they they haven't well also uh I don't want to I don't want to uh, spoil anything for you here. But I saw some leaked photos. Oh, oh, never mind then. Uh, of Jamie Fox and of Willem Dafoe. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I would say a couple things uh, that stand out from this trailer. One, uh, Doc Ock's arms are red, which, if based on the lore from the second movie, indicates that they are controlling him and he is not controlling them. Important note if people ask if his character arc is ruined or anything like that. Also, two, I feel like he has to be saying hi to Tobey Maguire because how would yeah, you know that Tom Holland is Peter? Is. That's right. That's Unless, point. no, that's too much. Yeah. Too much exactly to jump exactly be like exactly. he's from an alternate universe where Tom Holland is the Spider Man that he fought yeah that would too be much. that I'd be I'd be upset that, come I on. mean like I I feel like it's most likely Tom McGuire but they can't just be like hello Peter and then it cuts to Tom McGuire that's given that'd be, I don't know we'll see we'll see um, look so Jack you know how you are with jerseys yes I am like that with movie posters and album covers is the movie poster bad I'm they haven't released it yet. But I have a fear that they are going to release it, and they're going to give away all their seat. They're going to put Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield on it, and they're just going to if if they're actually in it. Which that I, is the MCU way: put as many floating yeah. heads on. the So they're just going to give away. I want that to be a surprise. I want to go in there and be like, maybe they're going to be here, maybe they're not, and then they show up, and, you and I pass the, out in the theater. You hear the Danny Elfman score start to build, and you're like, oh. I would cry. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I would probably cry if that happened. I would freak out. I don't know about crying, but I would I would freak out about as much. As I'd like we, cry from ha- like maybe a tear. A tear might fall in the theater. I would react in a similar way that we did when we heard Mace Windu in the Rise of Skywalker in the theater. I went, oh, no, you didn't. I sat next to you. We freaked out. I, I like looked at you. And we were like, "Whoa!" And then we just kept watching. I didn't like cry. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't have a connection to Mace Windu I'm just as a saying, kid. I don't want to be that guy that says if this doesn't happen, I'll be upset. But if Doctor Strange is not controlled or not himself, like this movie is bad. Because like, why would mm, his character okay. suddenly change? Without Maybe, no, I mean, without, he, he's friends with Peter now. He saved but, like, the world without with justification them. to just mess with like the space time continuum to use that ridiculous phrase. Like he could be a no, he's not a scroll. Like if Doctor Strange is just like, oh, we got to make a new funny Iron Man, huh? and then make him like that. That's just it. Really, that's just sort of torpedoing one of your future characters supposed to carry the mantle for however long till they find somebody else. I but. also know we're about to go to break. I just want to say something real quick. Actually, I forgot it. Oh my. So. Well, with that, we are going to head to a break, as Davis so eloquently predicted. But on the other side of that break, we might talk a little more about Spider-Man, and we might move a little bit on to the news of the day, maybe throw in a little sports. You never know what's going to happen right here on Compact Discourse, here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and Alex Houston as we have begun our discussion and we'll probably continue our discussion on this new Spider-Man trailer that has just dropped. 
in the past. Uh, it was leaked on Monday, dropped on Tuesday, I believe. Yes. Yes. And the movie comes out on December 17th. I know Hillman is very excited that Auburn does not have a game on that day because he won't have to drive and watch a 1030 showing in Columbus this year like he did for Rise of Skywalker. Is that really what he did? Yeah. Wow. He's a deter- uh, he's he's a man on a mission. That's Hopefully they'll show it in Auburn. So yeah. I mean they're very like well, the theaters are starting to open back up, especially the one on university. So I will let Alex and Davis continue their discussion while I look for some news to end the discussion. The the question is, Jack, do you want us to continue the discussion? Go ahead. Yeah. Right, I, I I want I want speculation now. I, we we talked facts. I want I want speculation. I mean, I um I don't have speculation. I do have a comment on the spo- oh. this new Spider-Man though. Oh gosh, go ahead. I don't like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, I I mean like I don't I don't like the character. I don't mind him, but like I grew up on the Tobey Maguire spot. I'm going to sound like an old person here. I grew up on the Tobey Maguire spot. I was there. I was there for it. <laughs> I had the toys. Yeah. And his his character wasn't perfect like comic-wise. He obviously shot the uh webs out of his wrist. Which was very much a Sam Raimi, you get your powers from the yeah. blood thing. That's the campiness of it, which that's I love. How, that. I always thought that's what it was until I got older. I did older. too. I did too. I never, I never knew it was something else. But the thing is, and Andrew Garfield, I liked that one. I have issues with some of the movies. I like Andrew Garfield. I think he's a little too cocky as a character. He's not nerdy enough. But like, I can live with that. I like Andrew Garfield. I think he plays a good Spider-Man. And he makes all the things. He's pretty self-made. Yeah. But the Tom, what were you about to say, Alex? I, I was just going to say in regards to Andrew Garfield, maybe this is an unfair criticism, but like, with Tobey Maguire, you believed he was the nerdy outcast. Yeah, Andrew Garfield did not seem like the he's believable too, nerdy outcast. I think the, one of the best criticisms that I agree with is that he's too cool to be Spider-Man. Exactly. But I, like, I still like him like, as spider Like, it was not near... But maybe that's the new age thing, which that kind of leans into the Tom Holland one where the, the bully is not, you know, super big jock flash. It's nerd flash with the Instagram that just, you know, makes... Fun of people on his story. He has all blonde the time. hair now, like the original Flash. Really? I saw him yeah. in the trailer. I did not, I did not see that. I guess. But anyway, but go the on. new Tom Holland Spider-Man. I'll speculate after this, after, since so Jack can find some news. But um, <laughs> I I I think he relies too much on Tony Stark. I mm. think that's a lot of that's a pretty run-of-the-mill criticism. I think he's like too high tech. Yeah. In that the first was... movie, that that time where he was like had the homemade suit and stuff, that was really cool. And now he just has a suit that he can just say kill and it'll kill all his enemies and he doesn't have to do anything. That's yeah, I I would say I'm still that's, the movie that's sure, fair. Though. I still I just, like Spider Man. I I just don't necessarily buy into the movies and the character because it's the MCU formula to a T. Like every problem, if you have any major problems with the MCU movies as a whole, it'll all present itself in Spider Man and like Ant Man are the two series that really like all the you know. Like, honestly, I feel like the reason they couldn't do the Uncle Ben uh, death in this series is not because it's been done twice, but because they would have made a joke 15 minutes after the fact. It would have been like, what the heck is happening? Because one of the things, as ridiculous and melodramatic as the original Tobey Maguire ones were, which they were, they're meant to, They're made to be candy exactly. because comics are exactly Like, inherently. as ridiculous as it was, you believed it and you felt it. And in that case, you know, you've got... um. Like, the, after Uncle Ben dies in the first movie, it's de- a depressing movie for the next 30 to 40 minutes, really. And some people could say it's just too much of him moping around and crying, but I think that really sells it. And, like, in this movie, there's just not a lot of that. And I get it. You know, that's the MCU formula. That's what's made the money. Why not stick to it? Sure. But, like, I think one of the things they lost in the process was, you know, how... A character is funny if he's the comic relief, not if every character is comic relief. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that like 
what made Iron Man so great is because every other superhero had been so serious, and then he was kind of funny. But then they're like, we need to make every character this way. And I think that was kind of a flaw. But it's also their own doing because they made Thor serious, then said, people don't like Thor now because he's too serious, when in reality, the movies just weren't good. But anyway. You got some news over there, Jack? I got some news. I'm going to start with the weather, though, as it is the bottom of the hour. Naturally. We are looking, tracking a few tropical storms. I don't think any of them are in our area. There's one off the coast of Maine, one in the Pacific Ocean. So we are fine on that front, but closely monitoring that situation as well. Currently now in Auburn, Alabama, it is 77 degrees, fair, 15% chance of rain, high of 88 today, low of 71 um, had a few scattered showers yesterday afternoon. I assume we're looking at the same situation today. It's going to be at about 87, a little cooler today, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, and your overnight temperature of 72 degrees, about a 20% chance of rain throughout the entire 24-hour cycle until tomorrow morning. So be prepared. Keep a, keep a raincoat in your backpack. That's what I always do. Because you never know, especially these late summer days, the storms can pop up out of nowhere. Uh, moving on to a little bit of news. Um, just a quick thing I noticed, just a little tangential SEC football news. I believe LSU is going to be the first stadium that will require all guests 12 years of age or older to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours prior to entry. So... I think I think LSU is the first. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. There, it is. But in the SEC first in the SEC, of course. Um, but that's a that's a pretty shocking development out of Baton Rouge. That probably's not going to go too well for him. But and I'm going to be honest. I think it's the right call. I oh mean, yeah, I do too. I, in in a way, but I, I think I think one thing, and this is obviously not being done by LSU for this reason. But I saw this point, and I think it's a fair point. If the SEC schools require vaccination to go to the games, vaccination rates in the South would probably rise. Just reality of it. Like if Alabama and Auburn did, do you really think we'd still be at 36%? I don't think we would in the state. I mean, and obviously it's not going to be used for that reason, but I mean, because they're doing it for themselves so they don't, you know, loot. Because what they're doing is they want to guarantee they can do all 12 games and make as much money as possible, not do four games and then mm -hmm. be done. They don't want to be stuck in a situation like last year. Exactly. But, I mean – Untold amounts of yeah. cash were lost last exactly. year. They want to be able to sell 100,000 tickets every single week until December, and that's why they're doing it, and I think that's the smart play. I think the rest of the SEC will follow at some point. I would not be surprised if the only school that doesn't follow would be South Carolina and Florida because currently the ACLU is suing the state of South Carolina for banning mask mandates. I, I, I had to double-check when I read that. So those are probably the two states. Cause and those between Ron DeSantis and Dan Mullen, I think that's, that's, <laughs> yes. a, that's a pretty impenetrable yes, cinder block exactly, wall. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, that was really my point in that regard. So I think I would not be surprised if everybody else steps up. I wouldn't be surprised if Vanderbilt does it soon enough anyway. I don't think Auburn will. Because isn't I, Brian Harson anti-vax? That, that is that – is, that Hey, is, hey, hey. Well, not, Hold on. Not an indictment on his character. I'm just saying – Logistically, that, from that, all that, they're doing it, I don't think the coach, the head coach of the football that team, that is a good point. Happy. That is that is interesting, but I mean, then again, you are paid by the athletic department; they can overrule you if they want, and I think they will. I mean, I mean, I, it, it is it is guests, twelve and older, not employees. True, true. That 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 is a point, and I think also, I think I would not be surprised if it's something that happens after a stretch of road games when they realize, look, 
something bad has happened these first three home games. We need to implement it in the middle of the season. And I'm wondering, I mean, now it's it's school by school at yeah. present, but at, at, at one point, does this just send to Birmingham and Greg Sankey makes a decision? I don't think so, because I think one of the things Sankey likes to say, hey, look at us with the SC, is the autonomy that the schools have. They mm-hmm. very much roam freely in most regards. So I would say... I would not think he would do that because that's part of his appeal as the commissioner and as the conference. You know, that's part of why Texas and Oklahoma probably wanted to come here as well as because the autonomy that the SEC allows. But then again, desperate times, and this is certainly not the standard. um, What if the NCAA just comes out? And does it? Then I mean, Sankey might officially start that. A that might that might do it. Do it in that, overreach of NCAA power. The, the NCAA is going to walk on pins and needles for the rest of time because they know that they're on borrowed time good as it is because the sec will leave them whenever they want really because they probably could i can't wait for the c to come by the what once the sec expands and just becomes the c the conference yeah also just speaking of tickets real quick uh away tickets could be picked up on thursday at the ticket office that's correct i'll be picking up mine Um, if you'll stall for a second i'll pull up the email you know, uh, it's the one by the Charles Barkley statue, those yes, offices. Yes, yes, that place. Scholarship. No, Difficult it's not it, is it? The scholarship interest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. I was right. Difficult to miss. Difficult to miss. That's great. So, yeah, student away tickets can be picked up starting tomorrow. That's Thursday, August 26th, start beginning at 9 a.m. Central Time. That's at the Auburn Arena ticket office located at the scholarship entrance beside the Charles Barkley statue. Go ahead and approach the windows under the Final Four banner. You will not need to enter the building. Away game ticket distribution ends every day at 4 p.m. and runs Monday through Friday. Here's the big thing. You must have your Tiger card downloaded on your phone's wallet to pick up away game tickets. So that's the Get app, G-E-T, Get app. Um, it's really, I, I did it in like five seconds this yeah, morning. Got my easy. Tiger card on my phone. Super easy. Tickets cannot be distributed without your mobile Tiger card present in your phone's wallet. So don't bring your piece of plastic. Get it in your Apple wallet or your Android wallet or your BlackBerry wallet. Digital copy. Does BlackBerry have wallets? I don't even know if there are Blackberries, Davis. There are still Blackberries, but I'm not. If you sure wish to, uh, this is big. If you wish to sit with specific friends, please plan to arrive together to collect your tickets. Once tickets have been picked up, tickets cannot be returned, swapped, exchanged, anything like that. Lost, damaged, or misplaced tickets cannot be replaced. Please be responsible with your tickets. So uh, I'm going to go with Hillman and Chris probably so we can all sit together at LSU. Uh, please plan accordingly if you would like to do the same. Once again, that begins tomorrow at 9 a.m. next to the Charles Barkley statue. you got to have your Tiger card in your Apple wallet if you want to get those away game tickets. I'm planning on going out to every away game this season, so I'll keep you updated on how that goes throughout the semester. Um, here's a little, uh, I'll tease a little bit for the next segment. Um, Davis, you might want to weigh on, on this one, but TikTok is partnering with Shopify to create affiliate links so that now as you're scrolling through TikTok, if someone wants to sell you something, you can buy it directly from the app and the creator will get a commission. I mean, I guess that works, but it's just going to. All, all, all my TikToks are half of them are already ads anyway. Now it's well, just gonna yeah. make that worse. I expect a lively discourse on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Compact discourse right here on WEGL ninety-one point one FM.
Welcome back to Compact Discourse in this final segment of this 8 to 9 hour. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside co-sports director Alex Husting and civilian Davis Carroll. We welcome you back to Compact Discourse as we are discussing a number of topics, including picking up your tickets for away games for Auburn football this season, which begins tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp. I know over the break, Alex and I just put our Tiger cards in our Apple wallet. Uh, it was a little more difficult than I had hoped, but it took two minutes because that's how long the break was. So they're in the Apple wallet now. Turned on your mics. Great. Uh, we're back. And uh, Davis, I need you to weigh in on this TikTok situation oh as our resident God. TikTokist. Alex, you have something to bring up about journalism, yes. one of my favorite hobbies. So <laughs> That doesn't seem believable. Jack. I want you guys you to don't get have it. at it. All right, Davis. It, look, here's the thing with TikTok. It's I bad. Mean, I, look, if it's just like a, a small creator that wants to sell like something. I've bought a shirt from a TikTok creator before. Oh, actually, two shirts. They're actually pretty, not this shirt. Uh, they're actually pretty good. I went to his website and did it. So TikTok get, is TikTok or Shopify going to get a bite of any of it, Jack? Do you know? I mean, it's a business. I, I would sure hope they so. Are. I'd just rather go, rather go to, if it's like a small creator's website, and get it from there. But I know that they're probably going to ramp up. The ads are already, it's like every two TikToks there was an ad, which granted I could just scroll through it, so it wasn't that big a deal. But still, when, I don't know. I so, just When's it going to become like Instagram with their sometimes ads? Sometimes the ads just fool you. They, they like, do. They I was like, oh, this is a funny this TikTok. And pretty... it says sponsored at the bottom. Mm. Every time. What do you think of it, Jack? I know you use TikTok. I, I use it sparingly. I try not to get sucked in as I see how it's stolen the soul of several of my friends. But <laughs> Like Davis? Nah, he's, he's, he's okay. No, no. He's talking about Chris. There's some people that are too far gone. <laughs> I, I don't know. Chris I, can't even hear you when he's on TikTok. I, I, stayed, I stayed at Davis' apartment uh, this summer, and he was there for the first week, and... Yeah, It'd be like 11.30, and be like, all right, night, everybody, and we'd, we'd both go to sleep. And then and I'd, then just I'd hear, go on TikTok for like just, 10 minutes. I'd just hear the TikToks. I'd hear an occasional chuckle. Sometimes you just oh. say, hey, bro, at the screen. <laughs> and that was Alex acted like I was on there all night. I was you were. Like 10 minutes. Davis, when did you, I go to sleep, you, Alex? You, when did I go to sleep, Alex? You even when did I go to sleep, <laughs> Alex? Answer the question. <laughs> Don't dodge the question. Don't, uh-uh. Answer the question. Like maybe thirty minutes after, but oh. you also you also admitted to me that you'd be like, all right, I get in bed at eleven o'clock and then go on TikTok for two hours. No, you admitted I, that to me. I don't go to bed after twelve. Well, you did, Alex. You're making stuff up. <laughs> it's all you ever do to make me look bad. <laughs> is that right, Davis? I think Talk this, about your journalism. All right, this is like I think this is like step one into TikTok becoming lame. Yes. You know how like you Facebook take. used to be cool. And now it's then it was lame. Remember, used, and Instagram then in, used to be cool. Instagram was cool. And then all the moms and aunts got on, and now it, now it's lame. I mean, hey, my mom's on Instagram. I think Snapchat's kind of maintained its coolness just because some people don't get it. Like it's it, it's hard for true, the, for the older true. generation, and it's hard to also hard to like market Snapchat. It's like exclusively communication, no posting. Um, and I think this is just the first step of TikTok becoming the next lame app. I can't wait I for all the resin pyramids to show up on my TikTok for you page. No, you didn't. Goodbye. You didn't say Twitter is uh, is lame. Twitter's now. a cesspool. It, yeah, exactly. It has yeah. not gotten lame. It's just gotten psychotic instead. I stay in my own little following bubble on Twitter most of the time. I don't want to go crazy. I just click the trending page every once in a while and then just have to like stay away from it for three days. So. All it ever is like, why is this person trending? And then that's why they're trending. And then and then you learn. So it makes I me thought so they mad. died. Or or what's the? Th- 
Uh, look at this topic that has nothing to do with the thing we showed you. Twitter's great. All right, follow us on Twitter at cdiscau if yes. you want to see uh, what's trending. Uh, you can follow WEGL on Twitter at WEGL underscore AU as well. Alex, take it away. So um, this is just something I heard in my journalism class that pertains to Weagle. He wants to write an article on how student media members at, and he said this, student media members, media members excuse me, at the Plainsman WGL are profiting from the NIL. And I thought, we can do that? I didn't. I don't. I'm, I don't recall being an athlete. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, w- I was very. I was like, maybe I, I look forward to reading this though to see what he finds out because I. I don't know we could do that. I figured not because like the rules of our uh, station were like you know you can't make money for stuff. And did, did you hear any of the reasons he was giving? Oh uh, well, he said he's not really sure he's going to do some investigative reporting what? first. I I know that's for us. I'm pretty sure the Plainsman is financially independent from the university. Yes, because that's so, how they maintain their newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. sell ad space and stuff. Yes, exactly. So, I reckon that the plantsmen could take advantage of this, um, maybe interviews or what have you. But I, um, yeah. I, I'm more excited about this because it, for a long time, the only athletes we could have on Weagle were club teams. That's right. So the club hockey team. We used to have a great podcast with the club hockey team. We're looking to get that started again. I'm partnering with Eamon, who's kind of heading up our hockey ops. Uh, he's our liaison between Brandon, who's the captain of the both both the hockey team and the manager of the hockey club. So Brandon's a good friend of mine. We'll be taking care of all the hockey ops this season, and we're looking to get Auburn hockey back on WEGL. But as fun as that's been, that's a club sport, and I would love to see what opportunities we have with um with university sanctioned sports, NCAA yeah. sports, and I- yeah, it's like a it's like a wild west. I'm super excited to see what student media can tackle when it comes to uh. This NIL thing. That's that's a good point. I just with the way he said it, it seemed like he meant as in us making money, and I was like, that's I'm not sure if that's how that works, but we'll see what happens. Of course, just uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool concept as far as what was being pitched because you know a lot of people would just more go with sort of the basic type stories, and this was very much you know a unique thing that he would be investigating on his own, which I thought was cool. But I will I'll let you guys know what ends up happening. But, Where's this uh, article going? Uh, well, like it's in my reporting class, so like oh. it'll probably just go like on Canvas, and we'll share. What are you reporting on, Alex? I am reporting on this player from the Columbus Lions who, two years ago, actually like broke his neck uh, on the field and didn't think he'd ever walk again, and then did like an, a twelve month recovery process, and right before he was going to get back on the field, COVID struck. So this past summer was his first time back on the play on the playing field for like three and a half years and now i'm just gonna like talk to him about like how the journey was then and how it was being back and you know where he's trying to head because again he like he only got it because the coach of the lions saw a clip of his on youtube and then it was like then it was like oh we'll get this guy a shot and then he ended up being one of their best players so information cool. super highway yes used indeed. to his best um so we got just a little bit of time until the top of the next hour. JP Williams will be joining us. That's oh, DJP gosh. starting at 9 a.m., so don't go anywhere. I think I will be going somewhere. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up wow, this uh, current segment uh, by fun. talking to, uh, just a little bit of sports. The second hour is going to be a little more sports heavy. Uh, I know we did a little more news and entertainment this first hour, so we'll uh, backload the sports to the second hour. But uh, breaking news out from um, the Far West and also New England, Los Angeles Rams have acquired Sony Michelle, former Georgia running back, from the New England Patriots. That is the NFL deal from this morning. Immediate reactions? Well, it made, it made sense when the Rams lost Cam Akers and then, uh, what's his name? James White? 
No, 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 no. Uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson's like oh, their other running back. Yeah. He's also injured, so it didn't necessarily surprise me, especially because I think the Patriots kind of have gone away from Tony Michelle, and they use James White and somebody else. I can't remember Rex his name. Rex Burkhead. And now they have Rams have a Georgia quarterback and running back. Mm-hmm. How about oh, that? That's it's true. Become, become I Georgia. forgot Stafford is with the Rams. Yeah, that that happened so early in the yeah in the off season that it kind of um, became an afterthought. And then we also have Herschel Walker. Other Georgia running back now running for state senate in a he's been playing that for a while in uh in Georgia he's been talking about running for governor for a while too hey he said he was going to be an FBI agent if he didn't play in uh didn't play in the NFL so this is putting the true test the joke that if Saban ran for governor he would win in Alabama if Herschel Walker wins in Georgia I guess we where know. is he running like where what well, if, district, if, if, if he if he is he going for U S senator because then it's the whole state stall for a second while I look it up. Um, I, like you would see, this would be very similar to Tommy Tuberville going for U.S. Senate and winning a large contingency in Auburn. Well, but still, that's why I, I mean he could easily run against run in the Atlanta area and probably or, yeah, or an beat out, in, in the beat Athens out area. Uh, Ralph but Warnock. I imagine he's going for for state senator, not like you know, or like or like U.S. senator. NPR.com, Herschel Walker, a former University of Georgia football standout and friend of President Donald Trump is running for U.S. Senate in Georgia, ah. setting up a high-profile Republican primary next year in the crucial battleground state. Yeah. So Georgia, so a US. purple state now, I guess you could call it, yep. um, is going to see Herschel Walker. Uh, is he coming? Uh, what If he's going for Senate, he's looking to unseat Raphael Warnock. Yes, because his name was trending, actually, mm. uh, just just like yesterday. An interesting development out of the Peach State. I mean, that – I don't know if he can win, but, I mean, Tuberville won, and he didn't know the three branches of government, so I'm not sure there's a lot of prerequisites to win. So, <laughs> with that in mind, Herschel Walker honestly seems like he knows more than Tommy Tuberville does about politics. So, and I know that's bizarre to say, but, like – Tuberville went from being completely uninvolved to like, hey guys, this seems like it's kind of fun. Walker's been involved for a while now, to his credit. Whether the involvement is good or bad is a whole other debate, but he's actually, you know, been more involved than other other athletes have before. So I think he has a decent chance. Well, it's good to see that the U.S. political future continues to stay bright. We'll be right back with some more compact discourse after a extended five minute break as we approach the top of the nine o'clock hour. When we come back, we'll be talking a lot of sports as we get JP Williams reaction. That's DJP for you WEGL fans on all things Spider-Man, Tiger cards, away games, anything we've talked about today. We'll get JP's take on and I'm sure he'll have something to say about all of it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. It is 9.02 a.m. on a beautiful Wednesday morning here in Auburn, Alabama, August 25th, 2021. And we are welcoming you back to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex Houston and Davis Carroll. If you missed any part of the first hour, do not worry. You can go back and listen to our podcast when it gets uploaded today after the show. We talked Spider-Man. We talked campus goings on we talked auburn away games we talked lsu covid protocols 
It was a pretty packed hour of the show, and we had a lot of fun, but we're looking to have even more fun for this second hour as we move into a little bit of sports action. I know we finished off with some NFL news. Um, the running back needy Rams getting Sony Michelle in a trade with the Patriots and the other Georgia running back, Herschel Walker, looking to dethrone Raphael Warnock in the Georgia Senate race in 2022. So two NFL stories, if you want to call it that. So I think we could just talk a little bit more about and I, I get your reactions to NFL preseason. Uh, I know I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Hillman, but I want to get your take on things, Alex. I know we had uh, just one NFL preseason game from two days ago, which was that uh, ja- Jaguars-Saints games, wherein Gardner Minshew looked pretty good. Jameis Winston made his case for being the number one quarterback on the Saints. And, of course, Etienne got a little leg injury that, uh, according to what Hillman told me, could be anywhere from a three-week to a three-month type thing. Just it's a day-to-day injury for Etienne. So how are we feeling about the NF- this upcoming NFL season? And are there any what off-season moves do you think are going to make the biggest impact starting in the fall when the season gets going? The Jags are bad, and it's really funny. I'm just going to, like... Like, I I do not often root on teams to lose except for the Dallas Cowboys, but I think I'll make an exception for the Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguars this season. Um, I see JP coming in. He's 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 trying his best. Do we we lock him out until the the commercial break? Nah, let him in. So, but um, I think the biggest impact could be, you know, seeing how different the Rams are with Matthew Stafford because – they made that trade to get rid of golf for a reason. Part of that being the contract, though Stafford's contract is insane as well. I think that's the only one to watch, especially in the very contentious NFC West. Mm-hmm. Also seeing how the 49ers look as they try to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, sort of, kind of. I don't really know what they're doing. They're yeah, kind of, I mean, they're kind they, of not they, want, they want Trey Lance to be the starter, but he doesn't look like he has the chops quite yeah. yet. Like, people were freaking out about his first preseason game. Like, oh my gosh, look at that touchdown pass. He was 5 for 14, which is not going to cut it anywhere. It's not like Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I'll admit Haskins was terrible. Okay, fine. You, oh, now you'll admit it. Yes, okay. After I railed on you the whole time, every game. Look, look, Davis, look, Davis. I've grown, okay? All right. I, I accept it. I've learned. I've learned. But um, I think that one's to watch out for. I also think, you know, you're always going to monitor the Packers situation this year. What what exactly, um, you know, uh, what exactly Aaron Rodgers does and how the team does, because that could determine the next few years. But, um honestly don't remember a lot of the offseason moves very well. I don't know. Like, other than my own. Sam Darnold. That's right, they did. Is he, is he like, the starter now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, that's right. And it's either him or Will Greer. Or the that's true. Other guy, it sucks. I, this this rookie quarterback class was really great, though, so I look forward to seeing how they all do. Because it was, like, it was a, all of them were really good in college. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I Justin mean, Fields, Trey Lance, all of them were very good in college, so I'm curious to see how they all Jags do. This Jags team is kind of like a cartoon bad guy team yeah. that you want to root against. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had the two Clemson players. I mean, you had Tebow, but the the, the shadow of Tebow and Urban Meyer in Florida is all is, is going to carry throughout the season despite him not being on the team. And obviously Urban Meyer with his ties to Florida uh, playing just a few hours away in Jacksonville, I, it's, it's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, I saw somebody say, uh, post a picture of Urban Meyer and say he looks like he's about this close to faking a heart attack and leaving the league again. I said, that's not <laughs> – that's back, not – My back hurt. That's that's not very nice. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I really just am interested to see how all those quarterbacks pan out. Also, the Bears situation is very odd. Like, Andy Dalton has been booed out of the stadium a number of times, and they still made him the starter. And, I mean, I get that, but, you know, to a certain point, I think it's because their first game of the season is against a really good defense. They don't want to throw Justin Fields into that. I, I can't remember. Let me check their schedule, but I'm pretty sure their first game is against a really good team that they're just trying to avoid. Let me see who it is. Oh, yeah, their first game is against the Rams, who had the best defense in the league in Aaron Donald. So, honestly, they might just start Justin Fields by week three. They're just trying to not get him injured when Aaron Donald destroys him. Uh, yeah. Because, like, Especially that's when... The suspect. Andy Dalton's the sacrificial lamb. So like, Justin Fields... Like, when start. Washington started Alex Smith for the first game against Aaron Donald, and we were like, why? Why would you do this? Don't do this. Just start him against somebody else. But, um, yeah, so that's one to monitor, because why? Because Justin Fields has looked decent, but they're still sticking with Andy Dalton anyway. Andy Dalton said, quote, it's my team. So, but, yeah. What about you guys? Well... Panthers fans, I know. Yeah, we're excited about Sam Darnold. I'm excited to see someone throw a football well. Uh, in that case, then you may want to wait a bit longer. I don't know about that one. He's not seeing ghosts anymore. I think he's okay. I, I think I think he was. I've been, a, I think he was in like a bad fishbowl up saying. in New York. I've it, been saying Sam Darnold. If you, had is Adam, good. if you had Adam Gase's scary eyes looking at you every day, you'd probably fall over too. I, his eyes remind me of that monster from Pan's Labyrinth. The one that doesn't have eyes? The one that's like this. Oh, my gosh. Where it puts the... Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I think we do. JP, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, at this point, I would like to welcome our (laughs) our lovely fourth fashionably late host, JP Williams. That's DJP for all of you WEGL fans out there in the multiverse. We're welcoming DJP into the show on his first ever appearance on Compact Discourse in its new and exciting format. DJP, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I was running a little bit behind because of the uh, Tiger Transit, but I don't want to blame it on them because the Tiger Transit drivers are doing their best. But, uh, yeah, I was late. So um, I apologize, but I really don't know at all what you're, y'all are talking about with Adam Gase's dead stare. Like, Okay, let me, let me, let me what, pull, let what me is pull this? up the meme and then Davis will get the Pan's Labyrinth thing. How about that? So yeah, so it wouldn't be an episode of Compact Discourse without a little bit of complaining about Tiger right, Transit, so, so. but we are appreciative of the drivers and everything they are doing, so we that are welcoming the Jets, JP and was, yeah, into the show. <laughs> uh, JP, I know you're our resident music expert. Yes. Do you, do you have any thoughts? All right. On? On. Get this. Hold on. He's getting it. He's getting this. What do I have thoughts on? The um, Is it the, the Rolling Stones the thing? The dear or? passing of our of our friend of the show, Charlie Watts. Oh, yeah. that's That, that happened yesterday, right? Yes, so, sir. So um, I was actually thinking about going to see the Stones in November. They're coming, like, right before Thanksgiving. And I'm guessing they're going to have to – I mean, of course they're going to have to find a new drummer. They probably already have backups, like, be through – E or whatever. I mean, the Rolling Stones are probably four deep at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that's kind of just part of how these things go. Like, he was 80 years old when he passed, and I saw a comment on Instagram that said, in rock years, that's like 300. So good for him for, you know, making it this long. He had an amazing career with the Stones. So it's a shame to see him go, but, you know, that's just part of how the, uh, part of how the world works. So, I'm sure that they're going to have another great drummer to back them up for the rest of their tour, but, I mean, it's still a, a sad thing. I'm not sure if they even cancel at any shows. I'm not entirely sure when their tour starts. All I know is that I might be seeing them here in the next few months. Every day's a gift. That's why they call it the present. So, 
I will say well my said. uh my I'm taking a soundtracks class and my teacher actually emailed us about it and sent us the like the AP news article and then said and then he reminded us don't worry though Keith Richards is still alive which is a medical miracle which I think that's that's a valid point but yeah. um yeah that was just my one my one anecdote about that I, is that our teacher emailed us about it I saw another comment that said Keith Richards just absorbed his life force <laughs> added a couple extra years to his if life Keith, if Keith Richards makes it to 90 that'll be I mean they will we have to donate his body to science to figure out exactly how he has survived well just everything at this point oh i've got a good take on keith richards so i can't it's like the john clay wolf show do y'all know what that is um no sir sounds familiar to it's me. it's like actually. a i've only ever heard it on saturday mornings when i'm listening to 96 one but i'll never forget one day i was driving up to auburn i think it was during covid i don't remember the exact day but they had keith richards call into the show and he just talked about like cocaine the whole time <laughs> it, it was like nine in the morning he was in the united states like he wasn't over in uh the uk or anything so he was on our time just talking about like drugs and alcohol that early in the morning i was like wow that's rock and roll right there so don't forget keith richards always uh, are also in pirates of the caribbean can't forget that guy's he his is. biggest claim to fame who he's, is he he's, he's jack's he's, dad he is jack sparrow's dad because johnny Depp oh. based the character on keith richards i see so it all, one it all of the movies out. we don't talk about. Hey, the one that confused me is that oh, one. That's because you're easily confused, Davis. No, no, <laughs> wow. we don't have time for this. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it like it's still only nine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So on the other side of the break, we are going to get into some MLB chat. There was some a lot of interesting storylines from yesterday's games, including a little War Eagle representation in St. Louis. But before that. I am going to run through your scoreboard from yesterday's action. Quickly now, it was Seattle taking care of Oakland in the Coliseum, 5-1. to one. The Angels all over the Orioles, 14-8. to eight. I think that brings the Orioles losing streak to 12 games. Sorry, O's. In the NL basement cage match, it was Pittsburgh doubling up on Arizona, 4-2. to two. Tampa Bay on top of Philadelphia, 3-1. to one. The White Sox of Chicago took down Toronto 5-2, to Boston in Fenway went yard and hung 11 on Minnesota, San Francisco blanks New York, Mets 8 to nothing. Texas beats that baseball team from Cleveland 7-3, to the Nationals continue to beat down the Marlins 5-1, to Auburn's Casey Mises, Detroit Tigers beat St. Louis 4-3 to in some interleague play, the Rockies-Cubs game was postponed, Milwaukee continues their NL Central leading campaign 7 to 4. Houston blanks KC 4 to nothing and the Dodgers continue to pummel the Padres 5 to 2. We'll be right back on the other side of the break to discuss all things MLB as well as the Yankees continuing their 12 game win streak as they took down the Braves in a little bit of interleague action. For Jack Hart, Alex Houston, DJP, and Davis Carroll, you're listening to Compact Discourse. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Compact Discourse. I'm your host, Jack Hart, with a full house in the studio. We got Alex Houston, we got DJ P. Williams, we got Davis Carroll all kicking back with you this fine Wednesday morning. It is 9.17 a.m. and you are listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We are moving into some MLB chat as I teased on the other side of that break. Let's get into some headlines, but of course, the biggest one we have to talk about is with the defeat of the Atlanta Braves last night, the Yankees are now on a 12-game winning streak. Whoa! Yankee with no brim! And with that, they have the longest winning streak in baseball, and the Braves are on a two-game skid after winning nine straight. So it sucks if you're a Bravos fan. It's great if you're a Yanks fan, and it is awesome if you're a fan of baseball because we are seeing two teams that struggled mightily earlier in the season really put together a full head of steam as we enter the dog days of summer and enter your pennant chases. Thoughts on the Braves or Yankees, Davis? I Obviously, the Yankees are red hot. There's a few teams, you'd, like you said, the Braves are really heating up. The Mariners are actually heating up a good bit yeah. as well. How far do you think the Yankees can go with this win streak? I don't think they're going to break. There are no chance. I personally think they don't have a chance of breaking the 21 or 22, whatever it was that the A's said. I think it was, I think it was 21. 21. I don't think they're going to get there, but I think they could get a few more before they finally lose. I'm going to look at their schedule coming up. Yeah, if I can contextualize things a little bit, uh, let's do a pennant chase update. Looking at the American League in the East, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, with that defeat of Philadelphia, still sit on top of the division, 78-48. and 48. Yankees are four games behind them. Red Sox are six and a half back. Red Sox still potent as they hung 11 on the Twins last night. So it's going to be a pretty nasty fight between the Yanks and the Sox to get that second spot in the AL East. Chicago pretty much locked down that NL or AL Central rather as they are 10 games ahead of Cleveland and Houston continues to hold on to the top spot in the AL West. But every day we've talked about it, the Seattle Mariners are continuing to climb that ladder as they are about to sweep Oakland and I think get to both be four and a half games back behind the Houston Astros. If the Mariners beat the Oak, uh, beat the Athletics one more time, they will have identical records, and that's big for Seattle because I think that climbs them into a wild card spot and ends one of the longest postseason droughts in professional sports if they are able to hold that title into the end of September. Moving over to the National League, you have the Braves on top of the National League East still. Philadelphia took an L last night, so they will remain four and a half games back of the Bravos. The Mets are just two games behind the Phils. In the Central, the Milwaukee Brewers have pretty much locked down their spot as they pummeled the Reds last night and have an eight and a half lead game lead over Cincinnati. And out west, the dogfight continues between the Giants and the Dodgers, the two New York transplant teams, as they continue their dominance in the NL West, boasting the two best records in the National League. Giants sitting at 81 and 44. The Dodgers are two and a half games behind them, and the Padres fall to 14 games behind San Francisco. So that is your pennant chase update. I'm pretty excited about the Mariners climbing into a playoff spot. Excuse How me. can't you be? I mean, like they're like I don't think there's a way you can hate the Mariners unless I mean, you were I, like an, unless you're an Athletics fan. <laughs> yeah, but like they're like the underdog. Everybody loves an underdog. They've been an underdog since they were founded. True. That's true. I'm rooting for the Mariners 100%. They have a fun team, a lot of good players. Uh, I really like J.P. Crawford a lot. 
Wow. There you go. There I you forgot. Go. We had JP in here as well. I don't know baseball, bro. All right. Like. Did you have something to say <laughs> about baseball, Alex? Um, Just one thing. I was talking about the Rockies. And, yes, the Rockies are bad, 57 and 68. But this is insane to me. They are the best team at home in all the MLB. They have the most yeah, wins, they have, 43 and 22, and then they're 14 and 46 on the road. You know How why, Alex? Isn't it like something about like elevation? Yeah, and stuff? it's the Rockies. But like, okay, that I mean, but that makes sense. But how it's can like the you whole be thing. so terrible on the there's road? There's like a there's like a thing where you go to the Rocky Stadium, you hit a lot of home runs, but they still win a lot because they're so used to it. But like, that's like the thing. They're still so miserably bad on the. They're but it's the same the thing, Orioles. you know, like when the Den- when the Broncos were bad, when whoever went to Denver, they still had str- they had they had trouble because such the high okay. elevation having trouble is one thing being the best team in the mlb at home but like even better than the dodgers mlb is a strange thing alex it is baseball baseball is not no, no wins are guaranteed being worse than the orioles on the road is insane because while well, the orioles are terrible i mean there's no other sport where you can be the worst team in the league and still win 40 games <laughs> that's also true but like no like like i mean it's just it's just odd like forty three and twenty two at home is insane to me. They have they probably have top ten home field advantage. Top you five. Could, you probably you could say top five, but still, yeah. The the a lot of people hit tanks there because of the. I mean that makes sense. High that's just a crazy discrepancy between the two. That's why that's what uh Rocky Stadium's perfect for All Star games because the home run derby is a lot ah, of fun there. That makes sense. And speaking of teams on. Terrible bad luck and losing streaks. Dude, the really? Orioles have now extended their losing days. streak to 19 games. They last won a game against the Yankees on August 2nd, 23 days ago. So if you had gotten your COVID shot on the day that the Orioles last won a game, you would now be eligible for your second COVID shot three weeks later. That's insane. Because the AL East is probably the best division in baseball right now, and then there's the Orioles, who are clearly the worst team. And they, th- those co- those come in, those come together, you know. That's they, true. Having to play, uh, yeah, I, that group. one does not beget the other, but it certainly helps. Yeah, but so yeah, they're. Pl- I mean, you're dealing with three teams over seventy wins, playing those teams a number of times. Yeah, that that definitely contributes. All right, part. and a little bit of. Fun Auburn action that happened in the MLB last night. As we all know, Casey Mize, former Auburn pitcher, former Auburn ace, and former number one draft pick in the MLB draft, has been on the Tigers for some time now, but he was able to get his first MLB at-bat last night as there was some interleague play in St. Louis under the arch as the Tigers took on the Redbirds, and it was an eventful one at that it was the bottom of the second inning when Casey Mize came up to bat. Flaherty was on the bump for the Redbirds. Bases loaded. Casey Mize, ice in his veins, sits there, takes a four-pitch walk, and does a <laughs> bat flip as he walks 90 feet over to first base and gets an RBI. So congrats to Casey Mize on that one for taking care of business and doing his job as an American League pitcher in a National League park, which has got to be one of the most nerve-wracking jobs in the country some real discipline from him there so shout outs to casey mize from all of us here at compact discourse we look to continue to see you success in the major leagues all right does anyone else have any parting shots at the mlb mm, yadi's really yadi's coming back one year extension is yadi good jack 
It's, I mean, you don't play 19 seasons with the same good team take. if you're not good. Very good take. Yeah, I don't really have anything else except uh, I'm sad about my Padres. Not my Padres. I guess technically I'm a Padres fan. You're not one of those fans, are you, Davis? I I jumped on like maybe three years <laughs> no, ago. No, no, no. You know what I mean. I mean the fans are like, hey, all we got to do, what is, what is this oh, no, wee no. business? No. Alex, that's a good take, Don't actually. you do that for the Washington football team no we it's it's fun to do it but like if you just keep talking about my team our team we whatever it's like okay it's just an easy way to identify it's it's quicker to say it's quicker to say than my team the san diego padres there was there was a guy on twitter who said you're not allowed to use we and then people dug up times where he was referring to the steelers with we and it was like oh that's tough everybody does it even if you don't mean to it's just easier all right one oh, more MLB story. Done. Grab your tissues because this is a this will pull at your heartstrings. Um, Brandon Belt on the San Francisco Giants learned on Tuesday that his grandmother had passed and he was struggling and uncertain he was able to play. But his dad reminded him that his grandma would have wanted him to see him out there, and that locked him in. And Brandon Belt went for two home runs in the San Francisco Giants eight to nothing win over the New York Mets up in City Field in Queens. So, very heartwarming story out of MLB. That, that, that was pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Bigger, bigger than sports. Baseball has the best best moments. Some of them. Think about it. Just just the blanket statement, baseball has the best moments. Not not the best, Am I you know. Wrong? Not the best, you know. Like I was going to say storylines. Yeah, that's better, honestly. Moments. <laughs> MLB funny moments. <laughs> <laughs> MLB Funnies YouTube video link. All right. I'm going to stand by that. Y'all can, y'all can come at me. I'm going to stand by I it. don't think it's a y'all. I think it's unfortunately just a me. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are done talking about the MLB, mercifully, for a few of our guests. And uh, we might be talking a little bit about this Nirvana controversy that's going on. In the news, I know our resident Nirvana expert DJP. Oh, oh no. it's gonna have to weigh in on this one. <laughs> Get Chris to call and he'll have something to say about it. <laughs> I thought we were gonna talk about Spider Man. I was listening all oh, the way over here. Well, we'll definitely get your take Spider-Man. on Spider Man too. It Spider Man's universal. We're, okay. we're Spider Man affiliate show. Awesome, because I've right. got I've got some stuff to say about it. We will be right <laughs> back with some more compact discourse <laughs> after these messages. I want to thank Alex, DJP, and Davis for hanging out with the studio with me today. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex Houston, Davis Carroll, and DJ P. Williams, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. It is the bottom of the hour, 9.30 a.m., right here in beautiful Auburn, Alabama. We are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios in this Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn, Alabama, where it is a beautiful, sunny, and 80 degrees outside with a high of 88, low of 71. Today's forecast for Auburn, Alabama 15% chance of rain pretty much throughout the day. Keep a rain jacket 
in your backpack if you're heading out on campus or find some cover quickly. It's going to get up to about 87 this afternoon with partly cloudy, about the same as yesterday. So go out and enjoy the lovely late summer day. This evening, it's going to get down to 76 and overnight temperature about 72. Very comfortable. Great sitting on the porch weather, if you ask me. It, it's actually been pretty nice weather here. Like I, I took the transit today, so as you can tell, I didn't manage to break a sweat. But like if you walk to campus in the morning... Sometimes, depending on how early you leave, you won't be sweating. But do every time you walk home in the afternoon, like, do you still live at 160? Yeah, no, yeah. it's bad. That walk, like, I always walk in, drop my backpack off, and then just my back covered yeah, in sweat it's, from that walk. It, it, it has is, been crazy these last these last uh, few days. Of course, I mean, we know it's, we knew it was going to be like that. That's just how it is at Auburn during the spring and during you know the end of summer and the beginning of fall. But yeah. Like, you know, it still doesn't make it any less. And with all the issues that apparently people may be having with Tiger Transit, it makes it a bit more difficult. At Is there issues with it? Some of them have been way too crowded. Some of them have been, have broken down mid-ride. I've heard. I have not heard. I that. heard somebody said they stalled. I don't know if that wasn't broken down or that meant something else. But um, I just have heard some people have issues with it, so I haven't tried it yet. But... I mean, you know, it is what it is. Have y'all ridden, like, the new buses, though? No, I've not. Okay, so the new buses, there's a lot more standing room, but there's a lot less sitting room. Hmm. So I'd still kind of prefer the old buses. The new ones have better air conditioning in it, and, like, they they just smell better just because, like, public buses normally just don't smell very good. But the new ones, way better, more enjoyable. But uh, I I definitely am always going to like the old one just because I like the look of the old bus compared to the new one. I heard one of the problems with the new buses is that since the seats are lining the sides instead of back to back, when they stop and go, you just there's nothing yeah. to like stop yourself from falling over. Yes, that's true. Which I did not. I didn't <laughs> I need to ride one of these. I didn't anticipate that being an issue, but I guess I guess neither did they. I mean, there's always going to be someone who can find something to complain about whenever yeah, it comes to public transit that's or fair. really anything. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's true. You just had yeah. a segue, Jack. And that's why it. we're here. All right. Yeah, I think we've managed to talk about the Tiger Transit on every episode so <laughs> far. So let's see if we can keep that <laughs> oh, going. Oh, dear. Let's see if we can keep uh, that going. about my Tiger bad. Cards. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Tiger, Apple Tiger Wallets. Yeah. yeah, we already did that. <laughs> we, we covered that. Check, check, check. Oh, All right. Just a little roadmap for the rest of the show. Uh, we are going to talk about this Nirvana story that has uh, come to fruition over the past 24 hours. We're also going to talk about an SEC article that Alex has brought to me about how Auburn truly is the loveliest village on the pla- plains. Rather, um, We're going to talk a little bit about the campus goings-on today, if you missed that earlier in the show. And lastly, we're going to get JP's take on Spider-Man. Yes. If, uh, he Bring can, me pictures of Spider-Man. If he can get a word in edgewise between these two. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. I'll let JP uh, talk in my stead. Coming in hot from Pitchfork.com, if you can believe that. Uh, <laughs> Nirvana's surviving members and the estate of Kurt Cobain have been sued by Spencer Eldon, who appeared as the baby on the cover of 1991's hit album, Nevermind. Eldon claims the band violated federal child pornography statutes and argues child sexual exploitation. TMZ reports and documents viewed by Pitchfork.com confirm this. Pitchfork has reached out to Nirvana's representation for comments. So, and, oops, sorry, go ahead. Lawsuit. I mean, we got we got our Nirvana expert. I got our our criminal justice expert over I've here got as David. Directly from and we got guy, and we got the man on the street, Alex. He, we got a real news he, crew going right he gave, here. So he gave <laughs> an inter- the layman's. He gave an interview in, in uh, GQ, and the question says, "In the past, you said it was cool because, as you guys mentioned, he's been at like all the reunion stuff. When did that change?" And the quote, which is ridiculous, is this. 
and I quote, just a few months ago when I was reaching out to Nirvana to see if they wanted to be a part of my art show. I was getting referred to their managers and their lawyers. Why am I still on their cover if I'm not that big of a deal? End quote. Which, mm, fighting for relevance. Why are you still I, on the cover? Yeah, he it's an said. album. That's what, and that's what the comments said. And somebody said, well, shouldn't, shouldn't he be talking to lawyers? That sounds right. And somebody said he probably just wanted to talk to Kurt Cobain himself, which Ooh. that's not very nice. But, um... I don't think that case is going to stand up. No, that I mean, there, there's I mean, no, there's no, I mean, the, Nirvana can just say over and over again, you didn't care the millions of times that we've sold that album and the hundreds of things that you've been at for the band. So you care now just because we're not giving you the attention that you want. Like people don't change album covers because they, like they don't, especially that one that is as iconic as it is. Imagine if the Beatles had to change Sergeant Pepper's every mm. time somebody on that cover was found to be problematic. Like, see, I, I mean, they I, have to change it a lot. That's quite a collection of characters. I don't see any problem with changing album covers just because sometimes things change and like people like to you know revamp stuff. Like, okay, here's one just kind of way out of the way example, but Young Dolph, a lot of his album covers were edited so he has a mask on in them now. So like that that's can pretty happen. funny. That's pretty if funny. they just want to blur out the dude's junk, then they can do that. But I mean, he doesn't need to. I don't want to like really get on top of this dude right now. But the guy, just get over it. You're probably still making money off the album cover. I'm sorry that you're offended or whatever, but I don't know. And you know what, Spencer Eldon. You won. We're talking about you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah you won. You definitely well, even, got our attention. Well, if he has an issue with it, it's still going to be on all the physical releases. You can't go around to every single person that's ever bought, never mind, and stat, slap a sticker on it. Yeah, some some say you can still see Spencer in some Seattle record stores <laughs> with a Sharpie. <laughs> just sitting there, just waiting. I just... I don't know I why, you, to buy this why you would file a lawsuit and then knowingly answer the question, it's because they didn't pay me enough attention. That just seems stupid. Well, that's like, he got their attention, didn't he? Yeah. He sued him. True. He is on Twitter now, all over the place. People are, he, yeah, people are not very happy. How did y'all find out about this? I just saw it on he, trending on Twitter, okay. like just this morning. It's a pretty hot headline this morning. Stereo Gum posted something about it 11 hours ago, so mm. like it was kind of thing that broke overnight slash this morning. So. What else is trending right now? Um, I heard y'all talking about that on my way here. A lot Sonny of Michelle, things. Nirvana, so. Wednesday motivation. What do we have to be motivated? Give me, about give me some motivation. What classes do you have today? I have oh one gosh. class in my Spanish class at eleven. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling fine. We just talk. We just have like a group. We just talk. You gonna kill it today? I'm motivated now. You are now. There es, we go. Esta motivito. <laughs> wow. This is so magical, guys. <laughs> All right, Alex. I need you to save us. I need you to bring us this SEC article. Right. There we go. So we can so talk trash about Athens. It's secsports.com, <laughs> um, the official website of the Southeastern Conference. They're posting a different article on each college town for like, hey, we're back in the in town because, um, you know, like that's like one of the big things they're trying to sell because after last year there's no tailgating, no games, stuff like that. So it just says game day in Auburn, home of the Tigers. Auburn dash Opelika is the coolest college town in the South, according to us, and one of the top cities in America to live, according to CNN. Easy to get and easy to love. It's a perfect choice for a weekend getaway. I bet, I bet that in every like localized version, every it's like Athens. It says the same thing you want, you when they read look, it. I'll I'll go look at the at the. But I mean, one. CNN like, oh, the most trusted name in news. 
Oh my gosh. Come on now. No, if you, if you click onto that article where you live, it's going to say the same thing about your Hold SEC up. town. Listen to this, the Fayetteville one, because we all love Fayetteville, don't of we? Of course. No. Um, Fayetteville, Arkansas offers guests a multitude of experiences. Here, the culture and nature meet and free spirits thrive. It's rich in arts, history, and entertainment. Nestled in the Ozark Mountains, Fayetteville is a nature's lover's dream. The vibrant local culture gives the community its flavor, and there's always something exciting happening. That's different than saying Fayetteville yeah. is the best I'm gonna town say on the planet. Nature, I was making a joke. I'm going to say nature lover's dream is a political way of saying there's not much civilization here. <laughs> That's I've not been to Fayetteville, but I can imagine, due to the fact that it is called Fayetteville, that that is. Well, you know, Alex, uh, in your response to my response, Alex once again taking everything literally... My bad day. I was making a joke. I, I, I that did. SEC, you know, like the guys, like, oh, this guy says the same thing to every girl. I was <laughs> making that joke about SEC Network or well, whatever. I, I really was I, Come responding on, to man. it because I was actually curious if that was the case because that would make sense as the official conference's, uh, you know, website, but it's not. Davis, I mean, does, um, does, this, so goofy, does this article point to any, any specific primary specific evidence? Things. Little uh, Italy, as, as in why uh, it does not mention that place. Let me let me go s- let me read through it again and see what it says. It mentions. Um, I mean, I will bring up that something that Auburn is different from a lot of SEC towns or cities is is what I'll get to is that after traveling to a lot of them, going to a lot of um, road football games over the years, Auburn's really what wh- I mean. Maybe Oxford, Starkville uh, would be the other two. Where the university is the focal point and yeah. the and the city's just tangential. Everywhere else, I mean, you go to you go to Gainesville, you go to Athens. I mean, Nashville is the biggest example. Um, Columbia, I mean, that's the capital of South Carolina. So the city's there and the university's also there. But Auburn has the unique trait of being it's a it's a town, but the university is pretty much part and parcel with the town. I mean, you have yeah. Auburn City Hall is basically on campus. It's just a, f- a few meters away. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that's what sets Auburn apart from the rest of the SEC schools. And I think while the college town is pr- vibe is present across the SEC, um, I've been to pretty much f- every SEC town um, except for Fayetteville, which I'm crossing off my list this, this season, Exciting. hopefully. Um, w- um, I'm excited to see how that's changed. I mean, pretty much every time I've tailgated on uh, in, in any other – SEC town, it's it's been on the campus of the university. Like A and M has a giant campus, and you don't really go to College Station or Bryan. You go there to you know eat or go go grocery shopping or, or that's where your hotel is. But um, and you do all your tailgating on the campus. Uh, same with Tuscaloosa, um, but Auburn's the only place where if you can walk up and down the street to downtown, your hotel is on is basically on campus. I mean the hotel at Auburn University right there. The restaurants are all effectively just, I mean, the most iconic off-campus restaurant is just right across the street from Sanford Hall. So I think that's what sets Auburn apart and makes it just like one of the coolest, pl- see it transform overnight. It's like a snow day when, when game day rolls in yeah. because you just what, wake yeah. up and it's completely transformed. Restaurant? Yeah, what curious. restaurant are you talking about? Tumor's Corner. Oh. Ah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I, 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 okay, good yeah, karma. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good, yeah. Italy. Good some of, some of the truck. things they do cite about Auburn is one of is one of the things I would say is kind of not I don't want to say underrated in terms of the city, but Chewakla State Park and the 32 miles yeah. of that come with it. It's really great. I did not know about it until like good my take. sophomore year actually, and that's one of the first things they cite because it is very unique to 
you know, because college towns, you're not going to normally have this massive state park nearby because they tend to take up so much space, like in Tuscaloosa, but we've got that. They also cite all the different uh, restaurants in downtown because they say, if your idea of an adventure happens on your plate instead of on two wheels, opportunities like that. They then mention um, the historic downtown Opelika area, which is really cool. If you guys haven't been there, I'd recommend. Good, some uh, good stores there. Uh, yeah, Almost and anything. then and then of course they mentioned they mentioned the game itself, and you know the eagle flying around, and uh, mentioning the Auburn Southeastern Raptor Rehabilitation Center stuff like that. So it's a pretty. I want to go there. I've heard that's cool. Yeah, I, Raptor yeah, shows. Yeah. Appar- apparently it is. I I've not been myself. Jurassic yeah, it, it Park. Mentions, it, I think that's why they even were, were daring to say it's the coolest, strictly because it does have a lot more to offer than most. You know. Yeah, we got Sheila C's too. Shout out Sheila C's. Have y'all been there? No. What is Sheila C's Burger Barn? Uh, shameless plug to that place, man. That's that's okay. So when it comes to actual burger places in town, like there are plenty of places that have a really good hamburger. Like uh, I'll go ahead and say Halftime and Live Oaks. Insomnia. They've got great hamburgers. I, I've actually never been. Sonny's actually Insomnia pretty good, before. surprisingly. Stop on by. But Sheila C's out on uh, the Parkway near Wire Road. If you're looking for just like a burger at a pretty good price. Other than like, I mean, Five Guys is a little steep, but yeah. Sheila C's, man, that's that's it's a good, good spot I'm right good there. Where's it at? Uh, it's next to uh, Ye Old Stinky's Fish Camp. If you remember that location <laughs> or the Hub, I don't. Just make yeah, that it's up. literally just... right next to the Hub. Do you know where the Hub is? Is that the? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, yeah. so if, if you go out down on a wire road. It's by the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, it's when by the When the sun's up in the air at this angle, you go keep going down until it hits you in the face. It's about uh, three miles as a crow flies. A hamburger for just $7. Whoa. Oh, they got the, the double meat bacon cheese. That'll fill you up a whole day. It's I might get that later. This this sounds... They got the chicken burger? What is that? Oh, we're hey, going bro, to commercial break. So we're going to have a little protein chat over the break. And oh, when yeah. we come back, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all the campus goings on. And then... We're going to close the show with a little Spider-Man chat as we get excited for December 17th and the release of this new Spider-Man movie. That's a short bump. I'm going to plan that better next time. I didn't know it was coming out in December. That's hype, though. Welcome back to Compact Discourse for this final segment. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside DJP Williams and Davis Carroll. Alex Houston had to hit the road to go get to class. We want to thank him for hanging out with us for an hour and 45 minutes here on Compact Discourse this morning. It is August 25th, 2021, 9.48 a.m. on a beautiful Wednesday morning in Auburn, Alabama. We're going to end off the show by some quick campus announcements, and then we're going to get JP and Davis's continued discussion about what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, it is a Wednesday. It is a Woo Back Wednesday. Everybody, get excited! Woo Back Baby, Woo Back Baby, Woo! <laughs> okay, okay, Rip Woo. And with that, we're going to get into what's going on this Woo Back Wednesday on the Auburn University campus. Of course, we had a lot of fun at Give Back on the Green. That was yesterday. Uh, me and Luke were out there spinning tracks. JP came and helped us out a little bit as well. That was fun hanging out with our service organizations, our fellow SAOs, putting in the hard work so we don't have to. 
over on the service organizations. We had a lot of fun with them. Also, we have the College of Science and Mathematics. They're hosting an open house tonight, August 25th. There's going to be snacks and exotic animals, is what I've been told. Exotic animals? And that's going to be over, uh, I call it the SCAB. You may know it as the Science Center Auditorium Building, but that's over by Parker Hall, Quad, Science, all the chemistry buildings in that area over there. I'm sure just just look for the cockatoos, and and you'll probably be in the right place. I'm hoping they got birds, because, I mean, normally they'll say they have exotic animals, and then they just wheel out an alpaca on the green space. What? That's cool. Is that real? I mean, You ever seen the camel? Uh Yeah, it's the camel. Oh, I think I have, actually. That's that's exotic, but I'm trying to see a colorful bird. That's what I I think of when I hear exotic animals. Nothing makes day like a colorful bird. I think it's snakes. Rio's awesome. People yeah, are, Rio is George Rio. Lopez. Recently, people have been hating the, on Leo. Is it a toucan? Yes. Yeah, and then Jamie Foxx is the bird that wears the hat. That's one of those movies where I wasn't smart enough to understand if it was good or not when I watched it. <laughs> I mean, last. like looking back on it, it's probably not that good. But like it was Shark Tale, probably pretty good the first time I watched it. Not good now. <laughs> Don't watch Shark Tale. I haven't rewatched this Word. since I was a kid. <laughs> Martin Scorsese's in it. He is. That's part He's of, one the, of the problem. Sharks. Yeah. All right. The sustainability that. picnic is going to be today. That um, is going to be hosted by the Sustainability Club. Also, that's going to be a waste-free um, event. It's going to be a lot of fun. We talked to the folks running it over at Get Wrecked this past Tuesday, and it seems like it's going to be a great time. It's at 4.30 this afternoon over at the Arboretum. So if you're not doing anything, there is food, fun, music, all kinds of sustainability-related activities going on at the Arboretum. So be sure to check that out. Sustainability picnic today, this afternoon. At the part-time job fair is also today. If you're looking for a part-time job that is either on campus or off campus, you can go over to your This Week at AU email and find all the resources there rather than me trying to convey all the hyperlinks to you over an audio format. So be sure to check that out if you're looking to for a part-time job, whether that be on campus or off campus. And Alex, before he left, told me something, 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 laser tag on the green space. What? From, on Thursday from 7 to 10 Ooh. or something like that. They got to make sure they don't shoot those things up in the air. So I mean, I doubt they can go very far. I'm going to pass, the, whole thing I'm gonna pass the, the Spider-Man baton over to you. Catch it with your web hand. <laughs> All right, I caught it. Yeah, I made the sound effect and everything. But so before, y- before I talk about Spider-Man, I do want to give an extra plug to people that are looking for part-time jobs. You can also go to the Campus Career Center, which is located in Mary Martin Hall, right across from the library. So if you miss out on an opportunity at the job fair and you are still looking for a ways to make some money, you can go there. They also have the Campus Career Closet. If you're looking to get a suit or something for an interview, just had to educate the Auburn students because you can literally get a full three-piece suit well i think two pieces is all you can get per semester but you can get a whole suit there for free you don't got to pay nothing it's included in your tuition so for those of you who have never had a suit in your life maybe this is going to be one of your first button downs you ever get you can get it at the campus career closet all right spider-man no way home i had no idea it was going to come out in december so that's making me even more excited about this but I love Spider-Man movies. I've seen the original trilogy time after time again, but it's hard to find it now. I remember last semester, like spring semester, we uh, had a whole day where we watched all three of them. That was a fun day. Um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, they're they're not bad, but Good I mean, take. I it just wasn't like they're not. The it wasn't my generation yeah. Spider-Man. My generation Spider-Man was Tobey Maguire, probably always will be. Tom Holland. He's a pretty good actor. 
He's not bad, and I think he's a pretty good Spider-Man. I think he fits, like, the comic-style Spider-Man. I've only seen, what was the other one called? The, uh... Spider-Verse? The, not, no, that one's really good. Awesome. Spider-Verse awesome is movie. phenomenal. So there's uh, the Homecoming. What was the second one? Far, Far From, from home. home? Yeah. That one was also really good. I've only seen it one time. Where can you watch that one? Do you know? They're on Disney+. Plus. The... The or actually, with, they might not be since they're Sony. Yeah, I was about to say, I did not know the Jake Gyllenhaal one was on there, but I like Jake Gyllenhaal. But for the new one, so did y'all watch Loki? I've not, but I know what happens. Okay. I think he's an alligator at some point. Well, uh, yeah. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. It's <laughs> so recent. I think That's the extent of With Loki everything knowledge. that happened with Loki going on, I'm not sure what the timelines are going to be with everything going on uh, with a Spider-Man, but with the end of the Far From Home, and then leading into this one, I cannot wait. Like, Spider-Man is, I, I think it's going to be awesome. And I don't ha- have, y'all ever told y'all about, like, what I do when I'm bored walking around campus? Like, if I'm trying to not use my phone and I'm just listening to music, I'll just, like, look at the buildings, be like, you imagine if I could swing in. Yeah, if I could swing my way home, like, the whole way, I'm like, I would be hard to swing, swing in. There's a lot of dead, like, dead space in between tall buildings. Yeah, I agree. I like mean, yeah, it's ground. like the joke of like, what if Spider-Man didn't live in New York? That's and what happened like, in Homecoming. In like Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. In yeah, Homecoming, like, he has to go through the suburbs. Yeah, he just has to run and through people's backyards. You like and that, all that movie, bro. You'd like it. I'll look into it. Yeah, you would like you'd it. Actually, you'd actually like Donald Spider-Man 1 and 2 more, though. He is in it. He plays uh, Jefferson Davis. Yeah, he says, uh, yo, I got ice Ooh. cream in here. That's, <laughs> the, that's the name of the, that's Miles Morales' dad. His name Jefferson Davis? I'm 90% sure that is his name. Okay. Wait, in in Homecoming, or are you talking about something else? You know, I mean, like, he plays Miles Morales' uncle, I guess, technically. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of Homecoming, Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah he's, playing, he's playing Miles Morales' uncle. When he's talking about his nephew, that was Miles Morales he's talking about. I had no idea that's what was going his on. His father's right name is Jefferson Davis. Mm-hmm. So that's his uncle, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> That's an interesting name right there. But yeah, but. they were setting it up in that movie for Miles Morales. I'm not sure if they're actually going to do it. Well, actually, Multiverse is happening, so, I mean, maybe yeah, they could. and I would love to see. Well, I mean, I know that they've got uh, Doc Ock, and, like, I like Spider-Man 2, but I'll, I'll always like Spider-Man 1 because I did love you hear, Will Did you hear? You saw the bomb. Hello. Did you hear Will yeah. Defoe's laugh? Yeah. I, dude. You can't do this to me! <laughs> Dude, if they if they bring back all the other Spider Mans though, I I mean they were on the set whenever they were filming it and putting it together. Did you and see I the leaked photos? I have not seen the leaked photos. Do you want me to tell you about them? No, don't tell me okay. about it. I, it's not about Spider Man. It's about right. the villains. Oh, about the villains? Is it like the Venom thing? Maybe mm-hmm. or okay, yeah. Well, I have no in the idea. trailer, did you see? Maybe there was Lizard. I've heard. In the I, one scene where he turns around, there's that big guy. I've heard it's either Venom or Lizard. Maybe or yeah. the Lizard. I guess. What do y'all think about the Tom Hardy Venom movies? I haven't seen them. The first one's pretty good. The second one has not come out yet, but it's going to have uh, Woody Harrelson as yeah, he's Carnage. Carnage yeah. That is going to be awesome. I thought that that first movie was really good. But, I mean, some people disagree with my my takes on certain movies. But, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a good movie. I'm sure two movie critics like uh, you and Alex will definitely. I'm sure have a I I enjoy take, it, but, but my issue with it is just having not having seen it. I know how Venom's origin is. He attaches to Spider Man, and that's why he's obsessed with Spider Man. Or Venom's not a he, I guess. It. Yeah. It's, it's a symbiote. It's an alien symbiote. There we go. It's. You're getting hung up on the nomenclature. I'm just trying to. I'm being correct. I don't want a really big comic book fan means, to so. yell at me, <laughs> but. <laughs> But the reason Venom always looks like Spider-Man is because the first time Venom was attached to Spider-Man, Venom, the symbiote, 
realize it can never get as good as Spider-Man, so it always tries to replicate Spider-Man. That's some lore for you. Some comic book. Thank lore. you for the. Thank you for the lore. We can so whenever it attaches, whenever, whenever attaches to anybody else, it always tries to get back to Spider-Man. So I was always going after Spider-Man. Mm. Fun fact. But in the Venom movie, <laughs> it has no connection to Spider-Man. So I'm not sure how they're going to bring it in if it's never connected to Spider-Man. I don't know. They might have to bring in some type of Spider-Man for that Venom universe. I've heard they're trying to get. They were trying to get Tom Holland for the first one. I don't know. I don't even know who makes the movie or what Sony. universe. It's Sony owns Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man properties. Do you remember when they were going to cancel all the new Spider-Man? They just wanted more money. So they got it. I'm so glad that it. Well, happen. it's like Marvel makes the movies, but Sony makes most of the profit. Mm. Marvel's just like, just let us please make the movie so we can make more money. Please let us make the movie. Oh. <laughs> Japan's sending PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Japan, please send me a PlayStation 5. No, I'm completely kidding, but okay. What do y'all think about the new systems? Have y'all thought about getting one? Yeah, I want a PlayStation 5, but they're $800. You can't get them anymore. I want a PS5 only to play Star Wars Squadrons. You can play it on my PlayStation 4. I want it to be on a PS5. Okay, bro. Unless you borrow my PlayStation 4 to play it. I finally saw one in person for the first time like a week ago. The Atelier usually has one. They have one? They they have one like you can buy. I have a hard time just sitting down and playing video games these days. I've had issues with that recently. I haven't been able to do it recently. I don't don't have the mental energy to learn how to play a new game. Like I just want to sit down and and play like something on my GameCube I know how to play. I'll start MLB The Show and I'll get really mad when it gets messed up and i'll quit every time all right when skate four comes out i'm gonna disappear all right sorry <laughs> no, you're good uh but we are just about out of time for today but two events we want to give you a big heads up first one paradise on the plains that is yeah. today brought to you by upc that's your university program council good friends of wegl they are bringing you paradise on the plains you are not going to want to miss this one that is today august 25th 2021 it is at 5 p.m so after you get done at the sustainability picnic head back over to the campus green to check out paradise on the plains ready for this come join our summer fun with upc's paradise on the plains the event will feature an inflatable obstacle course tie-dyeing shirts o-town creamery ice cream truck tiger dining outdoor games other activities enjoy some fun and upbeat music as you spend your afternoon with upc come grab some food Take some pics, and Paradise is coming to you this afternoon. Oh, that sounds like a good time. Free food, free stuff. UPC's putting it on. I am a veteran of this event. I've seen it many times. I do remember at some point or another, there was a mechanical shark involved. What? Yeah, so if you are on campus at 5 p.m. today, be there. If you're not on campus, find a way to get there, because you are not going to want to miss Paradise on the Plains this afternoon. Also... Uh, get ready August 27th, which, if my math is correct, Friday? Yes. Friday, 7 to 10 p.m., same spot, Campus Green. Come check out Laser Tag, also brought to you by Ooh. University Program Council. Come check that out. Uh, annual Laser Tag, brought to you by Tiger Knights. Come play from 7 to 10 p.m. on the Campus Green. Get some friends together or come and s- come solo. Come down- dominate the camp competition. Sorry, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I forgot how to speak. I only have two hours of speaking a day. <laughs> all right. It's all right. Hey, so, stay tuned to Weagle for more. I'm going to hop on the microphone and get some rock music playing for I mean, you after Freebird this show. We got Freebird coming up right after the show. Have Freebird? Yes, sir. All right. I'll, I'll let Freebird play, but after that, y'all can expect some good music in the rock block from your friend, your host, your favorite, <laughs> DJP.
All right. So I want to thank DJP and Davis Carroll so much for joining me on the show today. I also want to thank Alex Houston for coming on for the first hour and a half of the show. We had a lot of fun today on the show. We talked Spider-Man a lot. We talked Tiger Cards. We talked Tiger Transit. We talked Tiger Dining, three of our favorite things to talk about here on Compact Discourse. We also talked about campus goings-on and everything that comes along with that. So thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be on your radio antenna, WEGLFM.com, or by listening to our podcast. We would like to remind all of you that our previous episodes are available as a podcast, commercial-free, wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for us, Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's at CDiscAU for links to the podcast, important information about the show, and updates. You can also get tweet at us to get your voice on the show. Join the conversation at and join Auburn's only student-run morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram as well at WEGL underscore AU. That's W-E-G-L underscore A-U. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals work tirelessly to provide high-quality content to our fans. And with that, for Jack Hard, JP, Davis, Alex, Station Manager Grayson Moyer, who's been patiently observing, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk at you tomorrow on the week one finale of Compact Discourse. Tomorrow, 8 a.m., this is Jack Hart signing off. And as always, War Eagle.